You're listening to a podcast from 702 and Cape Talk. And uh, it's Aki you standing in for Eusebius Makaiser, who will be back on your radio tomorrow morning. And uh, it's been great being with you this morning. We've had some very, very interesting conversations, and uh, we're going to lighten it up a bit right now. And welcome to the studio, one of the youngest authors in the world. Yeah, you heard me right. One of the youngest authors in the world, if not the youngest author in Africa, uh, who has written three books. She, she wrote her first book at the age of seven. Her name is Stacey Frew. The first book is called Smelly Cats. And if you've read Smelly Cats, I want to hear from you this morning. If you read any of Stacey Frew's books, you can give us a call on 011-8830702 or 021 Double four six oh five six seven. But uh, since then, she's written a, a book called Bob and the Snake. And there's also Smelly Cats on Vacation. Smelly Cats. Stacey Frew, you wrote this at the age of seven o'clock. At seven. You published it at the age of eight. You're a public speaker and multiple award winner. You're such an underachiever, Stacey. Why? <laughs> I think for my age, I've done a lot. I think so too. I mean, gee, was you've written a book at seven? Welcome to the studio, firstly. How does it feel to be on holiday? It feels really wonderful, but I also miss my friends because yeah. What school are you at? Sacred Heart College. Sacred Heart College, yeah. So you're missing your friends. What have you been doing over the school holidays? I've been just at home, lazying around um, with my family, cleaning the house, doing some gardening, and obviously spending time on technology. On technology. So what kind of technology do you use? I have a TV. Oh, as a family, we have a TV, but we don't have DSTV anymore because it's... we. When we used to have it, we used to watch TV a lot, so we don't have that anymore. So Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you miss watching TV? No, not really, because we've we've gotten used to it. I think it's our second or third year now without DSTV, so oh, wow. we're kind of coping with it. So I have a computer where I can watch YouTube videos. I have an iPad and I have a phone. So do, do you not think you've replaced your DSTV time with watching YouTube now? Yes, we have actually. <laughs> so do you have Netflix? No, I want to get Netflix so bad. Do you want me to have so, a word with your parents about this? Yes, please, please do. Okay. But are you finding that uh, it's quite interesting as a kid, disconnecting from something like DSTV, for example, uh, that you, you're, now, you're now watching more YouTube, but you're doing other stuff more, right? Yes. Than you would when you were sitting at watching TV. Or what would you watch on TV? We would watch a lot of cartoons and a lot of movies on Mnet. We would also, when my dad was around, we would watch a lot of news, which I found was also a good, mm. the good thing about having DSTV. Okay. Because now without DSTV, we're not really into knowing the news a lot. Okay. So you're at Sacred Heart College. What grade are you in? I'm in grade six. Next grade year six? I'll be in grade seven. All right. Do you want to give a shout out to your friends? Shout out to your teachers. Yes, shout out to all my teachers. Miss Van Veik, Miss Naidu, Miss Keva, everyone at, at Sacred Heart, Dr. Potterton, Miss Pickers. Yes, everyone. I just want to tell you all that are just heard it, listening to that shout out that Stacey Fru doesn't miss any of you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> now listen. I miss I'll, you all a lot. Okay. Well, this is cool to be at school. It's cool that you're such a, a, a you know, write, writing three books. Okay. Now let's look at these books. Okay. Your first book that you wrote when you were seven years old is called Smelly Cats. It was published at eight. It's won three awards, 
um, and uh, you know you've got multiple awards for to, for for the the book Smelly Kids. It's at the National Development Agency Best Early Childhood Development Publication 2015 Special Mention category and a prize donated by UNICEF. You got. Um, and you've like people are like talking about you, about as an author and the amazing stuff that you've been doing, and you've met some very interesting people. You've also been on the Mail and Guardian's top two hundred young most influential South Africans of twenty sixteen. Yes. Wow. All correct. Gee whiz, <laughs> I like feel like I'm such an underachiever when I stand in front of you, but this is such a cool book. Now, firstly, uh, where did you get the idea of writing a book called Smelly Cats from? Well, what sparked my main inspiration for writing that book was when my mother graduated with her master's thesis in 2014, in November, we were playing back over the graduation videos and I saw this big book, her thesis, and I was, I didn't know that it was something you had to do to graduate with your master's. So I just thought my mother wrote her book without telling any of us. So I got so angry, so frustrated, and I wanted payback technically. So I decided that on that day, that if my mother could write a book without telling me, I was going to write my book without telling her. So that's what helped or sparked my inspiration for writing Smelly Cats. But the reason why I was so keen on also writing a book was because my parents at a very young age influenced us to read and write a lot. So that's where the two main things that sparked writing. That is so cool. That is so cool. Do you have a favorite author? Um, I would say Angie Thomas and John Green because their novels are very amazing. Okay. And what's your favorite book of all time that you've read? Um, I would say it was The Hate You Give by Ed G. Thomas. Okay. Do you think that, um, and it's an interesting one because I know that Eusebius, my colleague, talks about this a lot in his literary corner, that uh, young people today don't read enough. Um, and when you look at your friends, for example, at school and you guys talk about books, do you still talk about books or do you talk about other stuff like Instagram and Facebook and what this person did and that person did? Do you think that you're um, – and how old are you now, by the way? Eleven. You're eleven now. Do you think that people your age read enough? No, not at all. So you're you're really true about that because in my grade, everyone else is a year older than me. I'm a year younger than everyone mm. else. And – we we rarely, rarely talk about books unless it's the English teacher trying to get us into talking about books. But me yeah. personally, I'm a big reader, so I read a lot. But my friends, um, you know, it's all about the Instagrams and what this person was doing and what she did and he did. So, yeah, we don't read a lot. So the Kardashians are not your role model? No way. What do you think of where the world is going? Where you've got role models like the Kardashians, where you've got young people like yourself... Uh, trying to like style yourself and mold yourself in the image of these people that so many people look after and look up to and try and establish a, a role in social media and make them stand out there. As a young person, it sounds to me like you're nowhere near these kind of people. Well, I think, yeah, I'm nowhere near these kind of people because I don't see myself in that way. I don't, I, yes, I do sometimes compare myself to other big artists that I aspire to be, but I don't really find myself taking to great heights because you'll find children becoming anorexic for Instagram who will get into eating disorders and all of that to fit a perfect image. And I don't think that's what um, I want young children or young girls especially to go through to fit a perfect image in do you, life. Do you see that at your school, um, that young kids 
are so molded by what happens on Instagram that they are they become anorexic because of what they see. Do you see it at your school? I don't see it at my school, but I see it in other places on the internet and other places where I go around to give motivational talks. I see that kind of thing a lot, and it really breaks me because uh, it's not okay for someone to go through that kind of pressure at a young age. Okay. We're talking to Stacey Frew, who, if you're wondering, if you've just joined the conversation, she's now 11, but at the tender age of seven, she wrote a book called Smelly Cats, and uh, we heard about her inspiration about writing the book. But where did the idea of smelly cats come about? Is it just something that you uh, thought about, or do you actually have smelly cats at home? Do you know somebody <laughs> who has smelly cats? Because I don't know that cats are smelly. They're, quite, they're kind of clean creatures, aren't they? Yes, well, this the idea or the name of the book has nothing to do with the idea that cats are smelly. I personally, in my home, we don't have cats. I'm terrified of cats absolutely terrified they creep me out so when i was coming up with the idea of smelly cats i kind of got the idea smelly because it's a more interesting uh word for children and cats because they're very very energetic animals so put that together smelly cats and it makes a good title i guess mm. so this so so what is smelly cats about i f forgive me because i haven't had a yes. chance to read it because i was thrown in the deep end so I'll get a chance to read it sometime over the weekend. But what is uh, what is the, the story about? So Smelly Cats is about two cats called Mark and Mac who go to the same school for six years. And during this period of time, they are fighting for popularity, as you see a lot these days. They are fighting to see who has the most friends, who who can get the most classmates to be their friends, and all the things like that. So as as this whole thing goes on, they're... They're, they become smelly because as these fights go on, one is making this cat smelly, one is making this cat smelly, one is hurting each other, and they're in this huge cycle that keeps on going around of smelly cats to see who is popular uh, or who's the best. Oh, these are fictional characters, of course. Yes. But I see what you've done here. I see what you've done. It's actually very sneaky. You've used the cats as an analogy because these cats are actual real people in real life. Yes. And they're actual people at your school, right? Not in my school, but... Um, Come on, you can tell us. They're not <laughs> listening to us. Who is Mark and who is, uh, who's the other cat? Oh. <laughs> okay, you don't have to tell us because you get yep. into big trouble, right? But, but the reality is you use the cats uh, as, a, as a vehicle because these are actual real kids in real situations, real life, right? yes. And I mean... Kids at school, and I hear it because, I mean, I've got a daughter who was at school a long time ago, but, uh, you know, kids at that young age, and especially girls from what I pick up, can be real nasty at school. Do you Very. experience it at your school? Yes. Very like, nasty. Like, what are, what are the kinds of things that kids do that, that really traumatize you and the bullying that goes on at school? Because bullying is a real thing, right? Yes. Bullying. So what happens in our school mainly is that people get... I guess bullied a lot for certain things that we know they haven't done. And we'll say we go on camp as a grade once a year. And during this time, there would be a lot of commotion and a lot of drama, as we call it in our school, going around where people are stealing from one another, fighting with one another. And I think that really, for the victim, that really hurts them a lot because we know that as camp we are there to enjoy ourselves not to go through that type of bullying and also in our school some girls are 
I would say made to live up to an image because you with a certain group of friends which are you might say more superior than you and you're made to live up to that image whether you like it or not okay because then you're seen as weak do you want to read us a bit about a bit uh, a, a little bit from your book okay all right read us your favorite chapter and then we're going to talk about your other books as well and while you're getting to that page that you're looking for mm-hmm. uh you wonder who we're talking to it's stacy fru she's written three books she's the youngest author on the continent uh her first book smelly cats and if you if you if you're a parent and your kids have read this book let us know we'd love to hear from you or if you've got your kids listening to the show and uh they want to tell us what they thought of the book, please give us a call on 011-883-0702 or 021-446-0567. Of course, your SMSs and your WhatsApps, uh, 31702, the SMS line, 072-702-1702. And and these books are part of some school's curriculum, I understand, that it is in the school library. We're talking to the author, Stacey Fru of uh, Smelly Cats. So what are you going to read for us there, Stacey? So I'm going to read chapter 7, which is the homecoming mess. Okay. Do we need any sound effects for this? No. <laughs> okay. Do you like, would you, because we can uh, arrange it. I mean, Abel's over there. Mm-hmm. He's got all sorts of music in the background that he can read to this. Yeah. Is this available in, in an audio book as well, by the way? Um, no, no, not yet. No, not yet. Okay. All right. Go, Stacey. Okay. The next day, it was the school's homecoming dance. Mac and his sky... Who, sorry, Mac and his guy who he took as a date and Mark and Maddie as Mark took on a date. Sky was a quiet, beautiful and intelligent girl in their class. When it was time to leave for the dance, Mark fetched Maddie on a bicycle for two while others arrived in big, glamorous, beautiful cars. However, no one really noticed Mark and Maddie. At the dance, Maddie started by having the best time of her life, but Mark did not. He was jealous of Mac and Sky, who had everybody's attention. It was homecoming night for Mac and Sky. Maddie was secretly wishing that she could be homecoming queen, and Mark was secretly wishing that he could be homecoming king. At their school, the homecoming king and queen had a time just for them to dance with lots of attention, and they were allowed to eat and drink anything they wanted. Like most homecoming dancers, there was lots of yummy drinks, snacks, food, and music. Everyone was just having a fun time. To hide her feelings, Maddie ate and drank a lot until she was fuffing and puffing and threw up all over Mark. Mark was angry, so angry at Maddie that he poured one of the drinks on her and they started a huge fight. Before long, other people joined in and there was a magnificent fight all over the school hall. The fight was so big that the party became a mess, with foods and drinks all over the place, and the dance floor became messy and slippery. Mark and Maddie and the others involved in the fight were in a lot of trouble. To make up for all the trouble they had caused, the school principal and the teachers told them to clean the hall and the field, to mop the classrooms and help with lunch for a few days. They were also told to write letters of apology and promise that they would never be this nasty again. Their notes were put up on the school's notice board for all to see. And those who were not involved in the fight had an enjoyable last week of school. Those who were in the fight had to do all chores for the week. Those who were not in fights laughed at them all week 
Bravo, bravo. Wow. What does it feel like reading a chapter from a book that you've written? Does it feel like a bit weird? Yeah, it feels weird, but right. it feels good. So um, you are what grade at the moment? Grade 6 going to grade 7. Grade 6 going to grade 7. And uh, have your results come out yet? Yes. Okay. Are you very, is English your strongest subject? No. Sciences. Science. So Social what you, sciences. So what are you, you going to do when you finish school? Have you got a plan? I mean, you've written three books. Yes. Uh, they're, they're fantastic books. You're working on another two, I understand. Yes. Um, and uh, they're kind of all in the smelly cats except for Bob and the snake. But you've got two smelly cats books. Yes. I mean, I see a series there. I see mm-hmm. a possible movie a over there. Um, <laughs> and I see more sequels to that. Where are you taking your life to? Have you thought about it? Because you seem like a very mature young person, even though you're 11 years old, and I'm asking you an unfair question. <laughs> what are you going to do when you finish school, which is still a while away, but uh, have you been thinking about these things? I have recently, because that questions have been troubling me for quite a long time. So I haven't quite made up my mind, but I have an idea of where I'm going. So when I finish school, I want to start with my PhD, graduate when I'm around 24, 25, and then become a professor, then travel the world. That's it? Yep, that's, that's it. What, what, what are you going to study? I have no idea. But you want to do a PhD? Yes. Okay. And uh, do you want to do it in South Africa? Do you want to do it uh, mm. abroad? Where do you want to do your PhD? Possibly abroad. Okay. And how do you see South Africa as a young person? I see South Africa with a country that has a lot of talent, but... We are also deprived by that because of some of our situations, because of people living in rural areas who don't have some of the opportunities, let's say maybe I get um, in my everyday life. I go to a good school. They might not go to a very good school. Mm. I get great education, which they might, might not have the opportunity to get. So I think that's what's really troubling South Africa in a lot of their aspects of education. Does it make you sad when yes. you see that? Very sad. What, what else What else is it about the country that you would love to change? What do you think of politicians? I'm interested to know. What do you <laughs> think? Of, what do you think of the president? I don't. I'm not. Even, I'm not into that stuff. I don't really um, care as long as they're doing something good to help the children, to help all the parents struggling, and all the people in South Africa. I'm fine with that. What do you think of corruption in our country? Because it does it filter through at home, or is it something that you really don't care about? My parents might care about it, but I personally don't really care. You don't care? No. Well, I suppose you're very young still to, yeah. to understand the, the impact that it's having in, in the country. And we've got a big election next year that's coming up. And, of course, that's going to define where the country goes in, in the next few years, you know. And it's going to influence you because by the time you finish school, you're going to be at a voting age. Yeah. And the, impact, the, the decisions that we make today are the ones that are going to impact you in the future. Yes. So it's quite interesting to hear that you feel uh, you feel for the kids and the inequality that's in our country at the moment, right? Yes. Um, if you were the president, and I said to you that uh, author Stacey Frew, who's 11 o'clock, who goes to Sacred Heart, if I made you the president, give me three things that you would change in our country at the moment, what would they be? One would be the education system, make it more fair to everyone that lives around South Africa. Uh, just, to, be, just elaborate a bit more on that because we were talking about education before this. Yes. How? W- just elaborate on what you just said. I think that they should be um, a good amount uh, or more in education in depth in the rural areas. So, per se, in my school, we would learn a lot about 
um, we have a very, very strong and good education where you won't find that in a rural area. So what I want is for that education level to be the same so we all meet on the same pages. And another thing I would change, my second thing would be the amount of poverty that everyone in South Africa faces because poverty is a real big thing that affects the future of South Africa. Because if we do not, or if we cannot change poverty, then it will haunt us for the rest of our lives. Okay. So I would want to change poverty. And third thing um, I would change would probably be racism or xenophobia. So I would change that because racism is also quite big in this country where many people don't feel like they still have the same rights as others or they do, or they feel like it's there's still some imbalance between uh, different racial groups. Do you have that at your school? Yes. How bad is it? Not that bad. But you can still... Like, give me an example of, of something that upset you this year. Oh, so it wasn't particularly this year. It was last year where um, this one of the classes in my grade had to report a teacher for being racist to other students. So she would always let... So if, let's say, the black uh, child in our class didn't do the homework, she would shout at them, do this. And if the white person in our class didn't do the homework, she would be like, okay, it's fine, just do it tomorrow. So that is what kept on going for around until second term. In our school, we have three terms. So second term is around uh, August, around there. So... It carried on until there where they had to report the teacher for being racist in our school. So that really hurt a lot of the children So this teacher would, would give more leeway to the white kids who yes. didn't do their homework and the black kids who'd shout at them and, you know, humiliate them in front of the class, yes. right? So you guys went to the headmaster. How did you go about... The principal. So we first... The class first went to the principal and... Um, what the did principal, the principal say? The principal gave the teacher a strike. I don't know what that is, but yeah. A strike? Yeah, a strike. Was like a warning? or Yeah, a warning. And then did the teacher improve after that? Yes, a lot. Actually. Okay, all right. All right, well, that's very cool. Um, so your three books are very cool. Um, <laughs> I, I want to watch the movie one day. Now, when are the next two going to be released? We're hoping early next year where they can be published Okay, and what are the book titles of the next two books? So it's Tim's Answer and Where's Tammy. So Where's Tammy focuses on the big thing that's going around in South Africa of child kidnappings, where child children are getting kidnapped. Every five hours, a child is getting kidnapped, and that is a big thing because um, over 300 children get kidnapped every month in South Africa and they're wow. sold into child trafficking, child labor and yeah, so that is a big thing. So whereas Tammy focuses on a child who is in risk of getting kidnapped, he actually does get kidnapped in the book and his father teams up with the police and they go on a whole big uh, searching party and it also has a few let's say, messages to parents in there like on tips, how... Tips, for example. Yes, okay. on how... Yes, tips on child kidnapping. And then the second book, uh, Tim's Answer, is this lost boy in a school trying to find his role model to 
try to find who he looks up to, who he respects, and just generally, yes, his role model. Amazing stuff. Well, Stacey Frew, we look forward to the next two books that you're going to be releasing next Thanks. year. And certainly very topical books because, I mean, kidnapping is a big thing. and It's been in the news the last couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, we've been taking, talking, speaking to Stacey Frew from uh, Johannesburg, born and bred in Johannesburg. She's 11. She wrote her first book, Smelly Cats, at the age of seven. Um, and she's written three books already, and she's uh, going to be releasing another two books next year. And we look forward to watching your career in the Thank next you. few years and seeing what you're going to be doing. And you certainly are a, an inspiration to me, and I'm sure many of many of our listeners have been listening this morning, and many kids. I hope you've inspired them to read more and get more creative and Thank write you. more stuff. So, Stacey Fru, thank you so much. Have a wonderful Christmas with your family, and thank you for coming in this morning. Can I give my social media real quick? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so Where would the world be without you giving out your social media stuff? Yeah. Okay, so I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Stacey Frew, which is S-T-A-C-E-Y-F-R-U. My website is www.stacyfrew.co.za. So that's where you can find me out, check me out, and please follow me. Thank you very much. You're not on Snapchat? No. I'm so disappointed in you. <laughs> So disappointed in you. I can't believe you're not on Snapchat. Even I'm on Snapchat. Wow. It's like our generation Z. We're all on Snapchat. <laughs> oh. Stacey Frew, great chatting to you.